Is it only 2.11? I feel like we already had 2.11. No? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Like, I, I felt like we were past that. Let me go to to, to, to the website, because I also was like, 2.11 seems awfully familiar. No, 2.10 was the dive bar episode. All right. Howdy, it's Wednesday, September 27th, 2023, and this is episode 211 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City podcast. I'm Kyle Laskin, joined as always by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? The Orioles are good. The Orioles are real good. Uh, we'll lose in the playoffs, but... No no negative energy. Don't put that out <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I mean, there's always like a one in eight chance of that happening anyway, right? Because it's after the wild card, there's eight teams left anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, it's by far the most likely outcome is right. that they don't win the World Series. A seven and eight chance, rather, is what I meant. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It seems like right now the two best teams in the league are in the National League, which I guess is good for the Orioles. Maybe they'll both totally implode. <laughs> yeah, cool. but at least we won't have to play them until the last game if we get there. The last series. Correct. So I just want to suggest something that's good myself, and that is while I was on an airplane just a couple days ago, I watched a 1986 CBS News special big gamble on atlantic city that is out on youtube and i will send you the link so you can share it in the description maybe we should watch it and maybe we can discuss it next time if you're interested it's like 50 minutes but that's with the amazing 1980s commercials also Ooh. copied in or whatever that sounds great it's very good it has like young steve Wynn being steve Wynn and like yelling about stuff and it had angelo of angelo's fairmont tavern Whoa. mary of mary's luncheonette so 1986 uh-huh Atlantic City is 100% a success story. No questions asked. In some ways, it, it unquestionably is. In some ways, it's not, as we'll talk about. I mean, already, like, the blight had started at that point, but yeah. it was very interesting. Yeah, I'll watch it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Planned. We will link that up for you guys as well if you would like to also watch it with us, but it should be good. Sounds good to me. All right. Always, once, never. Uh huh. My idea for this was inspired by a Nicholas Huba tweet. I'm still calling it a tweet saying, I joked earlier about Atlantic City being a city of renderings, but what is your favorite Atlantic City project that was planned and never happened? Comment below. I'll start the polar coaster. And I only read half of his tweet and then uh -huh. immediately went to my keyboard and was like, polar coaster. And I was like, oh, no, no, he said that already. And then I had to like edit my tweet mm -hmm. to add some more context. But anyways, that was the inspiration for this Always Once Never, which is AC development projects, not casinos, that never happened. And so I guess for this exercise, we should imagine that these are still possible. I mean, none of them have formally shut down, right? I guess the Revel has. Let's go through them. Number one, the polar coaster, as mentioned by Nick Cuba. Number two, the Revel slash 10 Sky Trail Ropes course. Mm -hmm. My understanding is that they had actually built... They had... I'd seen it. It was in the parking garage. So they had built one in the parking garage, but I think there was going to be a bigger one out by the valet parking area, an outdoor one. And I... And I think the nicest valet the parking drop. area in Atlantic City by far, surely. Surely what you do with that space is right. make it a ropes course. <laughs> Indeed. As only Glenn Strub could. 
There was an article saying that it was going to be delivered in 10 days. It would be ready for this, uh, the opening of, of 10. I feel like there was a point where every two weeks we were saying, no, 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 10's going to open. Glenn Straub's going to do it. And then the next episode, it was like, yeah, it didn't open yet. And then the last one, the joint MGM Caesars thing announced by Chris Christie with no details, not even describing what it was. Was it a casino? Was well, it some it was sort a of casino, event right? space? I thought it was going to be a casino. So he just said that it was like a, a joint project. I don't know if this should be in the non-casino division, but sure, go ahead. A bunch of other gambling press talked about it being a casino. But mm-hmm. when you look back at the announce, the supposed announcement, it's like extremely non-committal, and it's basically like Caesars and MGM are committed to the future of Atlantic City, and there's like no detail at all, except that they talk about you know the H tract that was once supposed to be Circus Circus, blah blah blah. The Nicholas Huba again. The article said Christie said formal announcements could come in the next couple of weeks. This was June fourth, twenty seventeen. So it's been more than a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say anything about a casino in the article and in the announcement. In fact, the last quote says, I don't want to lead anyone to believe that we're going to build another casino and connect that, at least in the near term. But we have an awful lot of land. That was certainly a motivating <laughs> motivation in targeting the Borgata for acquisition. So that's somebody from MGM saying that it's not going to be a casino. That didn't sound like they said it's not going to be a casino to me. The words you said were not, it's not going to be a casino. I don't see how you read that and say it's going to be a casino. I don't want anyone to believe that we're going to build a casino or whatever it was. That's true. All right. We'll allow it. Well, I will say what Chris Christie did say in all this was New Jersey was going to subsidize the shit out of casinos. And then also was like joint MGM Caesars project. So I guess if you're connecting those dots. But back to always once never. Where are you landing on these? I feel like I often insult you for the always once never having the most obvious nevers of, of all time. This certainly is another one, right? The ropes course. Yes, surely. Absolutely straight, never. Straight, straight into, the, into ocean. the ocean. Which is where it ended up, honestly. So, I mean, unfortunately, these all ended up into the ocean. So ropes course into the ocean, we both agree. Into the ocean. I don't really know. The polar coaster would be fine. I mean, certainly we like to make jokes about it in like episode five or whatever of Do For A Win. Yep. Loved it. Would it have been that exciting? No. Not really. I mean, it would be like maybe a little bit more exciting than other things on the steel pier, but it wouldn't have been anything special. The joint MGM Caesars thing, there's so little information about it. I mean, I think surely someone who wants to make that big of an investment in the city, that should be the all place. Yeah. And nothing says I'll do this thing once and then never do it again, like the polar coaster. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is the most obvious one we've ever done. Once, once is all you need on the polar coaster. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so Skytail Ropes course, never. Polar Coaster, one time. Joint Caesars MGM thing, whatever it may be. Every time. I'm going all in blind. It's going to be like the Toll Brothers thing on the boardwalk, but we're still all in for it. I was all in blind on the Toll Brothers thing on the boardwalk. And that actually, I considered <laughs> adding that, but it did get built. It's just it like is nothing built, nothing's ever been there. has ever been in there except for like an arcade for a couple of weeks. Amazing. This really shows that we're running out of steam, I think, on Always Once Never Ideas. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on it. We'll see what we can come up with uh, next time. So I have a follow-up question from the last episode. Yeah, I read it. I don't have an answer yet, but go ahead. Give me some time by reading it to me. <laughs> so you asked me if I could snap my fingers and go any place in Atlantic City, where would I go? 
Uh-huh. And you said the horse dive bar? I said the horse dive bar. I stand by that. Okay. But I realized, like a total a-hole, I did not even bother to reciprocate the question and ask you, what a place would you go to if you could snap your fingers and be anywhere in Atlantic City right now? And I, now I need to know. I don't know, like... Chickies and Beats. The tiles table at Borgata or something? That's a good spot. I think that's a good choice. That's probably it. Would you have said the tiles table at Hard Rock if the drink service was better last time you went? Before the last trip, I think it's definitely likely that I would have said that. But yes, the drink service was very bad. There was only one table open. It was fine. Certainly, like, right when Hard Rock opened, like, with everything, like, how that room was run, that that would have been the answer, no doubt. With, like, even better drink service, they had better quality drinks in there and, and everything that they had back then. It is sad that it's getting progressively worse. Yeah. In that room. Cause it's maybe such a it nice was space. a one-time thing, but, uh, you know, maybe it would be perfectly fine if we went again. But yeah, I think the tile table, Borgata. Even the tile table at Caesars, I think, is perfectly nice. But, you know, Borgata has the yellow chips, and that puts it one, one level above Caesars and their green chips, I think. It does. We love the yellow chips. I mean, I basically always bet $40 anyway, so it doesn't really matter for <laughs> me. But, you know, just having the yellow chips is nice. Perfect for me. So I mentioned Horace Dive Bar. Mm-hmm. My brother went to Atlantic City this past weekend and went to the hook and beforehand went to the horse dive bar mm-hmm. and he had glowing reviews of the horse dive bar and he also said that he thought the hook was better than absinthe mm-hmm. and i'll qualify that by saying that he did not like absinthe okay so he's not saying the hook was good necessarily just <laughs> that it was better than absinthe that was my question when he texted me saying that he thought it was way better than absinthe i said does that mean that you actually liked it because there's a lot of ground between what you thought of absinthe and and actually thinking that something is good. And he said he did like it. Mm. He's even since then said he would go again if he Ooh. went again, which that I feel like that's high praise. You're all in on going again, right? I really want to go again. I really loved it. And in my little review of it, I sort of gave the reasons that people might not like it. And I think that they were accurate. But like even the more I think about it, the more impressed I am with it. I mean, I think you're kind of talking me into it, whereas if we were both there at the same time, I would consider even going with you. I mean, I enjoyed like burlesque in Borgata when I went to that, and it doesn't seem like terribly dissimilar to, to what it sounds like that was. It's just more professional, and, you know, like a step up probably from that. Yeah. And I think the total experience of Horse Dive Bar, the theater with Hook, the way they sort of tied in the Atlantic City theme into the hook and then Super Freako, which I didn't actually go into, I think is very cool and like a very cool idea. So it helps a lot that you go to Horsive Bar before the show and you have a cocktail or two and then you're in a really good mood when you go to the hook. Mm-hmm. Again, part of the experience. So I really liked it. I don't know about the price of a like a Miller Lite at the Horsive Bar. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what I want. <laughs> right. When they're like, I do think it was like $14 or something. Yeah. I doubt it was that high, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was like 11. I think it was more. Paul also went to Cardinal. Oh, that's good. Which is in the former brewery space. And he said it was very, very good. That was a place that I looked at a little bit and I thought was not someplace that I maybe could even convince you to go. (laughs) It just looked like expensive and very small portions and like fancy for Hmm. the sake of fancy, maybe. I didn't get the impression when we were talking about it that that is what it was going to be, but. I didn't either. And then I saw pictures of the food and stuff on Yelp and I was like, hmm, mm, this is a little like high concept. It's like, yeah, not, not up my alley if that is what it is. 
But yeah, he said it was good. He did say they a couple of the drinks in the group were either too booze hot, like just too alcohol mm-hmm. hot, or too sweet, like on one end of the spectrum or the other. But he did have one drink that he said was really good and was really happy that he went. So I think that's on my list of places I want to go. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard much said about it since it opened in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it opened in April. But I feel like we didn't hear a whole lot about Bore either, and it seemed reasonably popular. It was very good when we went to Bore. So that's those updates. The real update that we want, Craig, when are we going to Atlantic City? Other than October 9th or whatever. I'm becoming somewhat fearful that it's going to be a real struggle to get in a trip for me. It sounds like if we're going to go for you, it's going to be in the next couple months or you're just going to be done for. But I am going to get absolutely snowed at work starting in December. I had a meeting today where someone who is not my boss, but that I indirectly now report to, was like, you do this now and this is your full-time job, but also you still have to do your other full-time job. <laughs> so that's good. So I don't know. We should nail it down. We should really get it on the calendar and figure right. it out. We'll talk about it offline. But I mean, I might be able to do a weekday. Okay. Seems like that's probably better for you. Sounds good. We have other news. I don't know if you want to get into all of this. I did a lot of research about it today. Sure. So, I mean, you did a lot of research about it today. I so did. Why don't you tell us about so it? So much research about this. So let me take all the glory. The Island Water Park. They have new off-season hours. It is noon to seven on Monday and Friday. Not Monday through Friday, but Monday and Friday. Eleven to eight on Saturday and Sunday, and then it's closed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. During the summer, it was ten to eight on weekdays and ten to nine on weekends. So that's a fairly major cut to the hours, especially given that it's closed for three days a week now. I believe those summer hours were correct. I used the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. to find the website, and there was a change at some point. So I don't <laughs> I don't actually know if the hours stayed consistent all through the summer. Yep. But I did see 10 to 8 p.m. and 10 to 9 p.m. Anyways. All right. There's new and significantly lower prices. Uh, one day admission is 79 or $89 on Saturday, 69 to 79 on Sundays and holidays. Yes. And then $59 on most Mondays and Fridays. Although you said there's a couple of Mondays that they are $49. Including Indigenous People's Day. Yeah. Columbus so bring Day. the kids. Bring the kids to the water park. $49. No, we have uh, on the 8th, we have a... Uh, party that you said you weren't coming to because you're a jerk so we probably will not be doing that <laughs> yes i am a jerk that is and i can't believe you wouldn't come all the way down to maryland for that yeah kids under three are free yeah that's good that doesn't help you at all do we have any sense of sorry it's kids three and under are free oh uh, that's even better of how it did in its couple months of being open i mean it doesn't seem great looking at these prices no i don't have a sense and just based on this I would say not great. Yeah, but it's off season. So this is probably something that even if things were gangbusters, they would still have to do. I can't even imagine what it would look like in there if it was open Tuesday to Thursday midseason. I mean, the fact that it's open even Mondays, I'm a little surprised by. It does seem surprising. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Obviously, it's not a casino that doesn't have to report data. <laughs> so mm-hmm. they need to get on the CRDA about that. They're the NJDJE or whatever. Yes. Part, uh, DGE. I do Gaming enforcement. have October 9th off, as I mentioned, and that's a $49 oh. Monday. I hear that you can go for free. <laughs> Maybe. That's true. Maybe. Uh, so they also now offer Twilight Admission if you get there after 4 p.m. So, you know, if you want to be there from four to seven you can do that for 29 
and or $39 on Mondays and Fridays, $59 on Saturdays, and $49 on Sundays. Yeah, that's not a big enough discount. It's not a big enough discount for the three hours that you're there. It should be like 19 or 29 I think. On yes, I think not yet. 40, everything should come down $10. I would say the Saturday should come down 20 bucks, but... 39 Yeah, four no, hours. Think, no, four, yeah, 49, 49 is good I for think four hours. I think that's yeah. true. Like, people are probably not even really spending more than four hours there, I wouldn't, I would guess. All of these prices don't include access to Paradise Island, which is the area with all the bars and everything. I guess the adult area, more or yes, less. Correct. 21 plus area. Mm-hmm. $20 per ticket if you want that. Sounds expensive. Yeah, I don't think that's worth $20. <laughs> For the right to buy booze or? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's foolish. Although we haven't been, so we don't know. Maybe I mean, it wouldn't, especially know, closing it at 7 or 8, it would be one right. thing if that part of the park was open until later and it was sort of like. Or if it was like something was free or whatever but if it's like literally just the right to buy alcohol it seems like a lot yeah it should come with a couple of drink tickets i mean then, then again certainly a couple of years ago I was in magic kingdom and it, there is no amount of money that would have been too much for me to spend to have the right to buy alcohol but i was in magic <laughs> kingdom so you just couldn't do it yeah good point it's so weird uh, the rest of the parks there's alcohol but not magic kingdom so mm-hmm. whatever i didn't know that yeah I think there's like a couple of restaurants where you can get it, but yeah, no, not in the park. Interesting. That doesn't sound very magic at all. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. They also offer two-day admission for 78 to $118, depending on, you know, the days of the week that you go. Yeah, usually if it's on the weekend, though, it'll be 118 so Saturday and Sunday. The annual pass is $411 for full access and $334 for weekday-only passes. That does not seem cheap enough. No, and that shit should be like 190 bucks. Like, what are the dates we're talking about here? Is it just the rest of this year, or I'm assuming it's is it going to be like until next summer, or I'm assuming it's a full year. I mean, it, uh, if it's the rest of this year, like that's not good. That's obviously a joke. <laughs> if it's until the summer, yeah. In, if it's makes... through the summer, if it's if until it's through September the summer, 27th of and you're local, that could be. It's still a lot. <laughs> I mean, a, like a weekday only pass for the summer mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense if you're in the area. Like if mm-hmm. you're going to go, especially because there is the perk that each pass holder gets one free guest per visit. That's good. If you're a family of four, you get two passes and you can just go a bunch of times. Or what I would probably do is just buy one and take mm-hmm. one kid at a time because <laughs> I'm cheap. And, and additional guests get $10 off. So there's a little bit of a perk there. You get the Paradise Island access, which obviously, you know, you'd want if you're getting an annual pass and bringing your kids all the time. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I think the 411 for like full access, given the prices, makes a lot of sense. The 334 mm-hmm. for a weekday only. That's a little pricey. I think that's a lot. Yeah. I've, I've thought that they were going to do some sort of like weekday only deal or like a locals weekday thing and i was not thinking it was going to be 334 dollars <laughs> all right uh the two-day admission that's a good option if you're obviously staying one night at showboat like right if you're going for a saturday night or a friday night and you do the two-day option you save you know i don't know maybe 40 bucks or whatever that comes out to so that's not bad yeah and then they're advertising new rides yeah so there's the Riptide Zipline, get an aerial, misspelled few, uh, zip for 300 feet through water slides and water activities at heart-pounding speeds. There's the Coconut Zero Gravity Coaster, a thrilling single-rail suspended roller coaster that features a bird's-eye view of the entire water park. They really think that's a selling point, the bird's-eye view. That's what the people want. They want to lord over their domain, I guess, and see it all from above. These are $20 add-ons. 
Uh, you say it's unclear if that means you'll need to pay $20 each for them or $20 covers all of them. I'm sure it's each, but you know, who knows? That's maybe, brutal. maybe it's not $20 for like one. It can't be like, here's 20 bucks. I'm doing the zip line, right? What's like the New York, New York coaster. It's in that Cause range. Cause we were talking about it. It was like, yeah, I mean, there's like always that, right? coupons on it. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe it is just $20 once that you'll get to do everything, but that sounds like probably not. Yeah. I'm going to guess not. I mean, I would never pay $20 to do either of those things. I don't care how cool they look. Unless it's the polar coaster, I don't want to hear about it. Indeed. The only thing you will pay $20 for? Is the polar coaster? Yeah. Correct. And a Bud Light at the horse dive bar. Yes. That's the only two things. So going... Do you have any other and thoughts about a, this? a hand of Figal at Borgata? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which I will play one hand and then stand up and say, ooh, too rich for my blood. Hey, <laughs> back to the slots. No, I have no other thoughts about the Island Water Park other than, uh, yeah, I don't know how they're doing. It doesn't seem like this is perfect. But as we said, I think they always would have to bring some prices down and, and shorten the hours some. But Yeah, I mean, my initial reaction to this was that it was all overly complicated, but... I don't think it's, it's not really though. unusual. Yeah. For, for theme parks. If you just go and are like, I'm going to do go this day. And then it gives you a price. And yeah, I don't think it's overly complicated. Right. I think most people, it's like, this is the day I'm going to go. Right. What are my options? And mm-hmm. if that's what you're doing, it's not that hard. So going from current Bart Blatstein development to former mm-hmm. Bart Blatstein development, the much maligned playground pier, which has recently been owned by Caesars has been bought by a company who is creating something called ACX1. So I'll link to a Selena Vasquez article in the press of AC. And in that article, it says, ACX1, short for Atlantic City Experiences, the one being for the studio's one Atlantic Ocean address, will focus on reimagining the pier by turning its vacant storefronts, restaurants, bars, and other businesses into more than 150 television and media production sets. That's a lot. I don't feel like there's 150 vacant storefronts, but... I have no idea. The chief operating officer, Dom Franklin, said, We want to basically make Atlantic City into the new Hollywood. (laughs) Uh, And I guess there's a lot of talk about how New Jersey gives a lot of tax incentives to people who film things in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's part of the draw. There was a ribbon cutting on Thursday, September 14th, and that's when all these articles came out, and it was also the first that I and I think maybe anyone not directly involved in the project heard about it. They said, It's Sugar will remain, in case there was any concern. But I do like the It's Sugar store. Really? I don't know. You like it? What's good about it? It seems terrible. (laughs) I used That was my regular go-to, to, like, pop in and buy some like bulk candy to bring home to my wife uh, on an AC trip. Now it's steel, steel fudge. Let me tell you, I bought some steel fudge last trip and I put it in a Tupperware container, like a really well sealed Tupperware container that ship kept forever. We forgot about it. We went on vacation like two and a half weeks later. It was still like exactly the same texture. It didn't get all rock hard, moist and delicious. It was, it was amazing. So high marks for steel fudge on that. Yeah. They're also planning a barcade-type space and a brewery. I love me a barcade. It's got to compete with Lucky Snake and Dave and Buster's. Up your alley. A lot of barcades in Atlantic City now, just out of nowhere. It's true. Uh, and a brewery that has to compete with the Siege. And really, you know, what a brewery is really competing with, with is... Tom Tavern. Uh, yes, that too. <laughs> it's Beer Garden and Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Like, that's the people... Tom Tavern. Who, who the only real competition. Yeah, that's correct. 
It was good. But well, we went. It was good. Uh, what do you think about this project? Because this came out of nowhere. Uh, that sounds, I think when we were talking about it online, I, I said that this seems a bit optimistic, but I really don't know. I don't have a good sense of this. So Godspeed to them. I'm slightly concerned about the combination of what seems like it's really going to be the revenue generator, which is studio stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, which I don't know anything about. Like, I don't know anything about that industry. For all I know, it's booming and this is going to do incredibly well. But I think what I'm nervous about is the sort of vagueness about the public-facing stuff that you're going to go into. Because, obviously, like, it's a gorgeous space. I think from a personal nostalgia standpoint, there's just, like, sadness that they're not just bringing back the Continental and the Suzai Sushi and the Trinity Irish Pub. Like, just restore it to its 2010 glory. But... It's just so out there, right? Like, it's such a different use of the space. And obviously, it's languished now for a long time, like since well before COVID. So I guess any change is good. Any any change is a good change for us. So like I said, Godspeed to them. I've been wrong before. Certainly, I didn't think Lucky Snake would be the apparent success that it has been. Yeah, I hope it works out. Certainly, turning that space into anything is going to be an improvement from what it was. Yeah, I mean, I think my sort of sadness is that it's this gorgeous space that you're now not really going to be able to, like, wander through. But it's not going to be like it was, certainly, back when we were going to Trinity and Suzai and Continental. The Starbucks just way out on the pier in the second level. <laughs> but it's been, like, in a pretty sad state. Like, it hasn't been yeah. nice to walk through there for five years or more. More. So, yeah. you know, any hope that it was going to restore to that is probably long gone at this yeah, point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm happy someone's doing something with it. Let's put it that way. I'm I'm a bit disappointed that like Caesars couldn't come up with anything to do and just sold it for I would suspect it's not that much money, but I think it's just so low on their priority list. Mm. You know, they had so many other things that they needed to do to Caesars as a whole, and then mm. you know they've got their development pumped into the hook and the theater and all that stuff, which I appreciate a lot. So, yeah, I mean, at some point, if this is going to be another five years before they even get to touch it and who knows what happens in that time, then, yeah, like, sell it off and, and let's mm -hmm. do something. But All right. I'll always miss T Street. <laughs> Are you just always going to miss it? Yeah. It never actually existed, right? It did, as far very, as we know. very briefly. No, we, we went and it was, like, empty and everything was closed. I think I went once when, like, one bar was open and it literally looked like they took a shoe store. Uh-huh. And yeah, no, no, I was with you then. Bar in it, and there was like six bars that were closed, and it was Friday night at you know nine p.m. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, we tried to go once early on in it, and they were like, "Yeah, it's not open." Yeah. All right, August data. Let's talk about it. In August, basically the year over year was up two point three percent, so a modest gain, both twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, both normal four weekend months. To the surprise of perhaps everyone, number one was Borgata, seventy three million dollars. Number two was Hard Rock with fifty one million dollars. Number three was Ocean with forty million dollars. All three of them had uh, reasonable gains, especially Hard Rock and Borgata were, or Hard Rock and Ocean rather were up, you know, ten and eight percent respectively. Pretty good. Yeah, other than those two, Borgata Caesar's Golden Nugget were up very slightly, under 2%. Then we had Harris down uh, just under 2%, and Resorts, Tropicana, and Bally's were down around 5%. Yeah, a little less than 5%. Nobody really terrible, which I think no, is good. Nothing really that shameful. For Golden Nugget, you don't love to see a barely $13 million month in August, but... Right, I mean, that's been the story for them for a long time. Like, the fact that they had a barely $13 million month... 
and they were up year over year. Like right. that just tells the story, right? Like it's just not bringing in much revenue at all. No. I was surprised that August in recent history at least has been worse than July. I mean, I guess July you get 4th of July long weekend and August by the end of August, it's like pretty, you know, kids are back at school in most places, not in New Jersey. Yep. I would always assume that July would be a slightly bigger month. July was down 3% year over year. And so this is like a slight bounce back. I mean, we're talking about pretty small ranges here to go from down 3% to up 2.3%, but Mm. it's good to see not a continuing downward trend. I don't think I really have much else to add to this data. I think it's fine. I don't think there's too much to say about it. Like you said, it's fine. It's it's slightly up. I don't think we need to try to squeeze more out of this than what there is. It's just a, a fine kind of normal looking month. Hard Rock and Ocean are up quite a bit. And that's sort of the big stories as it has been over and over again, I think, for the last couple of years. Back on the horse of doing the monthly revenue instead of like three month, four month batches. So that's good. Yeah, well, that's good. As the people demanded. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of what the people demand, I know we, we do have a bunch of mail. I think we're so going to save it for, you know, maybe a quiet episode and, and try to get it out soon. I was expecting that would be this episode. And then yeah, a bunch of stuff actually happened. Somebody bought the playground pier. Island Water Park made a bunch of changes. My brother went to Atlantic City. Yeah. We had a really stupid always once never. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content and buy one of the version 2.0 shirts at do for win.com. I got to work on that. Or, you know, if you join our Patreon, we'll also send you a shirt, probably. Yeah. I'll get like a Guild and Ultra Content white shirt and I'll just write do for a win in Sharpie and I'll send yeah. it to you. That's good. I'll even try to make it a little designy. I might send it to Kyle and have him sign it. If you join our, our Patreon, is that what the reward is? Yeah, that's the Patreon, uh, whatever they call it, Patreon gift. Yeah. <laughs> at the, but only at the $1,000 tier. Right. $1,000 day tier. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I want to be able to quit my job based on one person <laughs> buying a I shirt. mean, you'd be able to go to Atlantic City more, probably. That's true. You can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions that we will just, you know, stack in our ever-growing mailbag episode to do for win at gmail.com. Any last words? It's a huge mailbag. There's so many questions. You're more familiar with them than me. Is there a good one? Maybe we can answer one right now. Okay, so I will say Pat G asked, mm-hmm. what's the deal with the former brewery space? And as we mentioned in this episode, it's open. It's called Cardinal. It opened in April. So there you go. <laughs> so I'll start with there that one. Go. Actually, here's one other one. Pat G's second question. Uh-huh. Have you noticed the seed finding its way inside Atlantic City bars and restaurants? I saw their stuff on tap in Ocean by the Taco Truck, some sort of collaboration special release. I also saw them one other place. I can't recall. Maybe Docs. Have you noticed the seed anywhere out and about in Atlantic City beyond the brewery? I'm not sure. I mean, I would expect it to be in a place like that's very beer forward, like... Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. They were in uh, the the whatever dog. Good dog bar, yes. Good dog bar. I got a seed beer at Good Dog Bar. Correct. But in terms of like at mainstream places, like, you know, would I expect them to be in the Rainforest Cafe or whatever in AC? No, I I haven't noticed them in any place that would really open my eyes. The one beer that seems to be everywhere at least one day at a time is Kelsey Grammer's Brewery. Because he just guest bartends at like random breweries all over Atlantic City anytime. Uh-huh. And I haven't seen that brewery anywhere else ever. But if you happen to be at 
you know, Irish pub, some random bar at Golden Nugget, some random bar at Resorts. When he happens to be there, you can get your whatever it's called, Faith American Brewing Beer, I think is what his Uh brewery is. But yeah, the seed, I don't know, it hasn't made that much inroads. You used to very regularly see the Diving Horse IPA from, I don't know if it's IPA or a pale ale, from the Tun Tavern, Atlantic City Brewing Company. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of places, and I feel like you see it less I feel places. like you, you see much less of it now, too. I agree. And Tuckahoe, which made a beer for the Atlantic City dealers, I think. Like, it's it was for, like, the Atlantic City casino workers, like, themed for them. They are going out of business. So if you really liked Tuckahoe beer, which I know they had at the Bally's uh, lobby bar before mm-hmm. they totally redid that. And I think a couple other places, probably Chickies and Pete's and a few other places. Chickies and Pete's is a place that might have the seed. Yeah, it seems like a, a place. Certainly, whatever the place downstairs that has 100 taps or whatever may also have the seed. I don't know. Fire? Yeah, fire waters. Water? Yeah. Just talked about that last episode. So that's the beer talk. We have other questions about beer, but I'll save them. All right. Yeah, we'll save them for next time. Okay. All right. Well, if you have nothing else, I just want to thank you guys very much for listening as always, and we'll get back to you guys soon. I have not been following that, except that like MGM supposedly is saying that they're fully operational, and that is not true. Like I'm sure MGMResorts.com is it, is it up yet? It's not fully functional, and the and it's the still down. Thing. It's totally down. Amazing. MGM Rewards accounts are currently unavailable. Right. It's like you can't say that you're fully functioning if your website and app don't work. Yeah. Hit the sign in button, and it's just like, oh no, you cannot do that.